Good morning, good chaydesh. We continue, we left off, Rosh Hashanah, chapter 3, on the top of page 27a. It says in the Mishnah, that the mouth was covered, was plated with gold. We learn that it disqualifies the shayfar. If the shayfar is plated with gold, that the mouth is it's invalid. If you just have it as an adornment, the middle of the shayfar, not where you put your mouth. In other words, if it, if it, it's, if it interferes within your mouth and the shayfar, then it's not kosher. It's not a kosher blowing. If it's on top as an adornment in the middle, then it's not a problem. And here the Mishnah says that they, in the temple they would plated with gold at the mouth Mishnah doesn't mean that your mouth is on the gold your mouth is on the shoifer but it means but not literally where, where the lips are touching of course you leave a part you leave the end the edge you leave the space without being plated so the mouth could be directly the lips could be directly on the shoifer but right above it it was plated decorated with gold in the temple, only in the temple would you blow shofar together with the trumpets. But the trumpets were on the side. You had one shofar in the middle, one coin blowing shofar in the middle, and the other were with, with the trumpets on the side. Could you hear two voices at the same time? 27a, 27a. Could you hear two voices at the same time? In the first of the Ten Commandments, when the Ten Commandments said the first time, it says, Zohar, remember Shabbos. The fourth commandment. The second time it's repeated, when Moshe repeats it at the end of 40 years, it says, Shomer, keep the Shabbos. So, it's a, so we learn that both were said at the same time. What did Hashem say? Did Hashem says Zohar, Hashem says Shomer. He said both. In one same time, one word. You can't say it. We can't say two words at the same time. And we surely can't listen to two words at the same time. So how is it possible to hear two voices at the same time? You have to hear the voice of the shofar, the sound of the shofar, and you have to hear the sound of the trumpet. How could they blow at the same time? It should be one after the other. So the answers. Indeed, that's why, that's why it says that the, the, that the trumpet stopped, and the one who's blowing the shofar continues. Because you're right. The shofar that they heard during this, during they hear the sounds of the trumpet, you don't fulfill your obligation. It's when they silence, when the trumpets are silent and the shayfa continues, then you fulfill your obligation. What, what does he mean, trade curse? Yes, the best thing is to hear it. Not just to have to hear, pay attention. Not just to be there. Are you trying to say that if you hear the end of the blowing, even if you missed out the beginning, Yatza? say that's true because that's what you're saying that it's one sound he's blowing one sound but he heard the end you fulfill your obligations so if that's the case it, then it also works in the reverse from this I derive and deduced if you heard the beginning and you didn't hear the end you also fulfill your, your obligation but, but you can't say that we learned the Mishnah later on we learned Taka if a person blew the first kia, but he blew, he blew it so long, 
the time it would take to blow. To blast, he only has, he only fulfills his obligation for one. And my why? He can't say because it was one long blast. If you say that the hearing the sound of the shofar at the end is okay, or if I hear the beginning of the shofar and then I don't hear the ending, let's say I hear the beginning and then suddenly there's other sounds. Shofar starts blasting, I mean, the trumpets start blasting, other things. That doesn't matter, I heard the beginning. So why can't one long blast be considered as two? I don't have to hear the whole blast. If you have to hear a partial of it, it's also good. So make it, consider it like two partial blasts. So the mother says, no, that's not, that's, that doesn't prove anything. Right. So, since practically it was one blast, I can't break it up. I can't break it down into two blasts. It doesn't matter how long it is. It could be long enough for two blasts. It doesn't matter. Since it's one long blast, I can't consider it as two. I could consider it as one. Even if you don't hear the end. Or the, I hear the end, I don't hear the beginning. It's also fine. As long as I heard the right cheer. I walk in in the middle. I don't have to be there from the beginning. I walk in the middle. I hear the end. As long as it's the right cheer, it's fine. Or I, I hear the beginning and then I walk out. I heard the cheer. Toshma, bring your proof. Someone blows in the, in the pit or in a dus. Dus is also, but instead of being underground, dug into the ground, it's above the ground. Cistern. 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 Oil, a big, a big barrel. You go into a big barrel. These huge uh, commercial barrels, and you go and you can climb in. And someone hears the, the sound of the shofar, but it depends. If you actually hear the shofar itself, then the one who's listening fulfills the obligation. If you hear the echo, he doesn't feel like he didn't hear the shofar, he heard the echo of the shofar, not the shofar. So the question is, am I why? He should fulfill his obligation. He should fulfill his obligation. The first part of the blowing, before the echo, the echo comes later. The first thing that you hear, you hear the shofar, and then comes the echo, then it bounces off. But until it bounces off, I heard the sound of the shofar. So if you're saying that I can even fulfill my obligation by hearing a partial sound, because you're saying the part of the sound that came along with it started with the two uh, with the two trumpets that I can't fulfill the obligation. I only fulfill my obligation with the sound of the shofar when the trumpets are silent. So therefore, if that's the case, what's the problem here with the echo? You first you hear the shofar and then you hear the echo. So let me fulfill the obligation with the sound that I heard directly from the shofar. Before it was mixed with the other voice or the voice of the echo. So we see clearly from here. We see clearly from here that you can't fulfill your obligation with a half a sound. It's not possible. Because if that's the case, the echo wouldn't be a problem. Until you get to the echo, I was able to hear it. So you must say you have to hear the whole sound. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, the question remains in the temple, how can they fulfill the obligation of hearing shofar when it started out, it was mixed with the sounds of the trumpets. I can't hear two voices at the same time. 
I can't hear when it says in the it says that you can't hear two words at the same time. I can't hear two voices from the same person. Two different people talking that I could hear. One person should say two words at the same time simultaneously. That's only Hashem can do that. Hashem spoke. And they heard both. They heard both. That's the only miracle. He's saying the miracle is also not only Hashem spoke. It's also a miracle. We're able to hear. We're able to hear that. That's also a miracle. Very good. Very sharp. Yeah. But 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 it's not possible. Naturally, you can't you can't hear one person say two things at the same time. But when it come, two people, two different people are speaking at the same time. I could hear, so even though the trumpets and the shofar were blown at the same time, but it was by two different people, so three different people. So therefore, I can hear the sound of the shofar, and I heard the entire sound. mother really is that distinction true? When two people speak, I could hear at the same time. It says, it says when it comes to reading of the Torah. One would read the Torah, one would interpret the Torah. Every verse he would read the Torah, and then someone would interpret the Torah. Because you have to understand what you're reading. Most shuls, you just come and you hear the Torah, and everyone falls asleep. They sit for an hour, <laughs> bored stiff, listening to an hour, and the, the Balkaida drones on, and they have no clue what's going on. It defeats the whole purpose. The whole purpose of the reading of the Torah is in times of the Talmud, they would have someone interpreting know exactly what's going on but he says one person has to read and only one person could interpret you can't have two people interpret why? because if two people will speak at the same time you can't hear so we see that even two people speaking at the same time you can't hear so the question remains how could you hear the sound of the trumpet the sound of the shofar simultaneously with the sound of the trumpet since you have to hear the whole entire blast of the shofar it's impossible so the Gemara answers Oh, you can't compare the two. El is safer. You can only compare this to the end of that price. It says over there, Bahalil. It says over there that Halil is different. By the Torah, you can only have one person read and one person interpret. But when it comes to Halil, when it comes to Megillah, everyone reading together, everyone fulfills their obligation, even though ten, ten voices. Ten voices. Amo, we see. We see. Even the yov yov. Even the chaviv yov died. Anything that's beloved, I can hear. Even two people, even ten people see. Halo, which is beloved, I'm praising Hashem, thanking Hashem. Megillah, which is beloved, the story of the Megillah, something is beloved to me, I can even hear ten voices, and it's okay. So, Achinami, also the blowing of the shofar, even the chaviv, since blowing of the shofar is so beloved to us, you have died to the you can pay attention to your voice. So therefore, it, the, the sounds of the, of the, of the uh, trumpets doesn't, does not distract us from listening and hearing the sound of the shaiva. The Gemara asks, Ella, now that you're saying that I can hear the shaiva even in the midst of the sound of the, of the trumpets, so Lama Maidu Pashaifa, why do you have to keep them blowing? Uh-huh. People blowing the trumpet stop, silent, and you continue blowing the trumpet. So we thought the reason is because you didn't fulfill your obligation 
with the shayfa that you heard during the trumpets because it was it, it's too many noises at the same time. So therefore you have to continue. But now that you say, no, you don't fulfill, you wouldn't fulfill your obligation with a half a blast. If you walk into shul in the middle of the, middle of the blast, you don't, fulfill, you don't fulfill your obligation. You have to be there from the beginning of the, that blast. And nevertheless, you fulfill your obligation because you're able to pay attention even though the, the sound of the trumpets do not drown out the sound of the shayfa. So, what, why, so let them all blow together. Let them all be silenced together. So the mother answers, that's only that to, to let everyone know, the main mitzvah is shayfar. Just like in a fast day. In a fast day, it was the reverse. In a fast day, you had one trumpet in the middle and two, two shayfars on each side. And again, they would blow both. Summon everyone to a fast day in a, in a time of, uh, of tzaddus, in a time of tzaddus, and but then the the trumpets would continue. The shofar would stop, and the trumpets would continue to teach that the main mitzvah is the trumpets. Huh. Okay. Then the Mishnah says, "Ubetainiyas and it's not chaviv, not special chavivas, but the Hanukkah. I'm sorry, the Megillah, the Megillah and Halal." Something special, so that and, and blowing of the shofar, something special. We're blowing shofar, we're crowning Hashem so as our king. Hear two people talking, and it's important to you. Yes. Rabbi, you know, you notice people who are deaf. Deaf. I can't hear. I can't hear you. Oh, I have money for you. Oh, sure. Wait, please. When can you come? In the mission of Atanias, on a fast day, they would blow the shofar shalscharim. They would blow from a ram, and it would be bent like the shofar that we use in Rosh Hashanah. A ram's horn, and it's bent. And instead of being adorned by the gold, the shayfa of Rosh Hashanah was adorned with, with uh, gold. Here, the shayfa was adorned with silver. The Gemara says, Why the difference? Why in Rosh Hashanah, the shayfa of Rosh Hashanah is adorned with gold? And the shayfa they use in the fast days is adorned with silver. If you want, I'll tell you. Because any time you, you blow, they were blowing in order to gather everyone together. And the fast days to let everyone know Come together, let's dive into Hashem. There's an emergency. So, Kol Knufi, the Kassim, the Chassim says in the Pasuk, it says, it says in, 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 the, in the book of Numbers, Parshish Nase, Yasei Lechor, Shtei Chatzesis Kassim, make for you two trumpets, silver trumpets, and you use it to gather, to gather the congregation. Yibay Sem, if you want, I'll tell you. Because Hashem has pity and doesn't want to spend Jewish money <laughs> for no reason. So gold is much more expensive than silver. So on the fast day, you don't need gold. Silver, silver, silver is also good. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, if you're being if you're being economical and you want to make sure you don't want to spend money, you know, for no reason. So Rishonu so is also make of silver. Spear us also that money. Nevertheless, better to show honor yamtiv and honor of yamtiv. We go gold all out. Yamtiv, you have to go all out. You know, it's not a time to be skimpy and measurable, economical. Now you have to yamtiv has to be the nicest, the best. Papa Vashmuel wanted to follow our mission. He wanted to to blow in his place in Babylonia. He wanted to blow. Shoifer together with trumpets. 
The mission is talking about the base of Migdash. Only in the base of Migdash did they have shofar and trumpets together. Where do we say that you blow shofar and trumpets together? By Migdash. I will be gvulin outside the base of Migdash. in shofar, a place where you have trumpets, for example, a fast day to gather the community on a fast day outside of the temple. They would only use trumpets. Outside the temple, a place where you have shofar and shoshana, and chatzaitzeres. Only it says b'shayfer v'chatzaytes v'kol shayfer ariul ifnei hamelach Hashem. Only when you before Hashem, then you have both shayfer and trumpets. Yeah, basically. Chen hinig Rabbi Chalafta b'tzipayri. That's that was the custom Rabbi Chalafta b'tzipayri. Rabbi Chanina ben Tradian b'sichni. Mm-hmm. That they used to do, they actually did it. Shoifer together with the trumpets. When the rabbis heard about it, when the colleagues heard about it, they said, So they said, No, this is not a good custom. The only place where you do trumpets and shoifer is only in the Eastern Gate, in the Temple Mount, Bulvad, not anywhere else. The Davin, where did they Davin? They used to Davin in the Temple Mount. And there, so there they used to blow, and they used to go in from the eastern eastern gate, which was facing the opening to the Holy of Holies. It was, it was parallel. So it seemed they would daven in the Temple Mount, in the mountain, outside the Temple, and even in Ezra Snashim, the outer courtyard, both. And mm-hmm. Women's courtyard. So maybe there was uh, two minyanim, or maybe a lot of minyanim, a lot of Jews. So that, that, that's where they blew the shofar together with the trumpets. What's the what's the source in the pasuk? See if it says it says in Tehillim. We say it every Kabbalah Shabbos. Then we're going to say it this evening. Only when you're standing in front of Hashem would it be in chatzeses with shofar. The trumpets and the sound of the shofar. How about Anywhere outside the temple now? Okay. Then the Mishnah said, The Jubilee, Yom Kippur of the Jubilee, only once in 50 years. Once in 50 years, Yom Kippur was the same as Rosh Hashanah. They would blow shofar exactly the same. The Musaf also, they would add the three additional blessings and blow shofar by each blessing. The blessings of royalty, of Hashem's royalty, the blessing that Hashem should remember us favorably, the, blessings, the, the blessing that includes ten verses of shofar. Of, of How do we daven today? We say in Davening, we Daven Rosh Hashanah, we say in, in the blessing of Zechreinus, in memory, we say today is the beginning of your action, Hashem, beginning of creation. And it's a Zikaron Yemrishon. It commemorates the first day. Keman, according to which, which opinions this follow, the world was created in Nisan. Mm-hmm. Other meditation was created in the Shredish Nisan. But we follow, we say in Davning Rosh Hashanah, we say that today is the beginning of creation. Like Rabbi Lazar says that Adam was created in Rish Chaydash Tishri. 
Master Rabbein, Rabbein, as we learn Shabbat Yevul Rishon, the Kiel Lebrachis, because Eiyam Tchilus Masechet Kohen Lishon, the Rish Hashanah is to be Yevul Lasva. How could the Mishnah then say that Rish Hashanah equal Eiyam Kippur, Eiyam Kippur of Yevul, the Jubilee year, is the same davening as Rish Hashanah? How can you say Eiyam Kippur Eiyam Tchilus Masechet? You can't say it. Today is not Tchilus Masechet; it's the tenth day of Tishrei, Eiyam Kippur. So it's not the same. It's not equal. There's certain passages you have to take out. So obviously our Mishnah holds like Rabbi Yeshua that the world was created in other Mishnah was created as Chedesh Nisan and according to Rabbi Yeshua we don't say in Rishon Shonaz Ayyem Tchilos Meisachach. It's not true. It's not the beginning of creation. And therefore Yom Kippur and Rishon Shonaz are the same. So it's not like Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yitzchak. See what answers. Really, our Mishnah follows Rabbi Lazar. Rish Hashanah Zayim Tchilus Meisachah, because that is creation. He says the Chiktani Ashaida when he says that Im Kippur is equal to Im Kippur in the Jubilee year, once in fifty years, is the exact same as Rish Hashanah. He means everything except this. He means not every word, every sentence. He means everything else that we blow shofar and we say the three extra blessings in the Musaf. But you're right, this passage we have to take out. You can't say Zayim Tchilos Meisach. He learned this way. How could the Mishnah say that Yom Kippur is exactly the same as Rosh Hashanah? It's identical. Command like Rabbelezer. That means our Mishnah is not like Rabbelezer. Because Rabbelezer, even the Matishan Ibrahim, Rabbelezer holds that the other Mishnah was created. Rosh Chaydesh Tishrei. Ha'ikas Yem Tchilus Meisach is going to be Yishim Rosh Hashanah. Yisub Yevelasa. On Rosh Hashanah we say this in the Musaf that today is commemorates the beginning of creation. And Yom Kippur, you can't say that. It's the tenth day of Tishrei. You can't say today is the beginning of creation. So there is a difference between Yom Kippur and this. So the Mishnah can say that it's equal. The fact the Mishnah says it's identical, it's exactly the same, means the Mishnah follows Rabbi Yeshua. The world was created, Adam was created, and indeed, Rosh Hashanah, you don't say Zayat Chos And Yom Kippur, you don't say Zayat Chos Mesach. Then it's identical. The mother says, no, it's not a proof. Hiktani Ashaira, less. The mother says, no, it's not a proof. It could be maybe the Mishnah does hold the Mishnah does follow Rabbi Lezer, the world was created and we do say in when he says it's identical it means everything else except this minor detail this one sentence next now we're discussing the Shafer what Shafer is kosher a Shafer that split the Dipka and you glued it together puzzle it's disqualified because even though you glued it together it's still considered like two separate Shaferists and the Torah says you have to blow with one shofar, not with two shofars. Then the Mishnah continues, Dibik shivri shofars, What if you took, like a puzzle, you took different pieces of, of the shofar, it cracked up, up, broke, and you put it back together. It's puzzle. What if it had a hole in it? Vesasman, you plug the hole. So it depends. If it stops, if because you plugged up the hole, it stops the voice, meaning it changes the voice from the way it was, the sound, it changes the Obviously sound of the shayfar. Obviously it's going to If it doesn't change it, no. Maybe, no, it's a tiny hole, it doesn't make any difference. If it doesn't make any difference, then it's kosher. If it doesn't plug the hole, it will be kosher. 
A hole doesn't bother us. But if you plug the hole, hmm. the problem is when you when you stuff when you plug the hole. Now I have two sounds. I have the sound of the shafer, and I also have the sound from this whatever I use to plug the hole. Mm-hmm. So it's two sounds. Uh, the sound of the shafer is mixing with another sound. That mm-hmm. rough. We already learned this earlier. We just learned this earlier today. So one uh, digs into the ground, in a pit in the ground, or above ground, or a barrel. If you hear the sound of the shafer, you feel the obligation. If you hear the echo, you don't feel the obligation. Because I didn't hear the shafer, I heard an echo. The one who's listening. Okay, the one who's blowing the shafer is not the problem. He's inside the pit, so he hears the shafer. The question is the one who's outside. Now, even the one who blows, if his mouth is inside, if he's blowing in the bird, but his, his ears are outside, he also has the same problem. <laughs> You pass by a shul in the back of the shul. So you live right next to the shul. And suddenly he hears the sound of the shayfer. Why do you have to get out of bed? I hear the sound of the shayfer. My window is open to the window of the shul. So what if you live in the shul? Yeah. So if you hear, if you had a mind, then you fulfill your obligation. No, I'm not in bed. He's in this house, not in bed. He's standing in his house. It says, so if you have a mind, fill your obligation, fill your obligation. Why? Why in the one case, yes, and one case, not? They both hear it, so why only one of them fulfills his obligation? Because you have to have kavana. The one who had kavana, because surely the one who's blowing, the one who's reading the Megillah has a mind for everyone. He's not just reading for himself. He has a mind. Whoever is listening, he doesn't have to know you personally. Whoever is listening. So if the one who is listening also has a mind, so the one who blew had a mind, the one who is reading the Megillah had a mind, and the one who is listening had a mind, then you fulfill your obligation. If you don't have a mind, even if the one who is listening has you in mind, but if you don't have a mind to fulfill your obligation, you don't fulfill your obligation. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one could replace you. It's not passive. Yeah, you have to have a mind. You have to be alive. You know, there has to be a real <laughs> person there. Okay, that's the mission. We learn... If it was a long shafer, a big shafer, and you, you, you sort it down, you shortened it, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. What if he scraped it? Until it's really the thinnest, the shafer, you just left the thinnest part of the shafer left. Kasha? Doesn't say as thick it has to be. Scrape it and scrape it, and it's the thinnest shell that's left. That's fine. It's also kasha. Suppose of if you plated it with gold, it depends where. If your mouth is now not touching the shape, instead of your lips, your mouth touching the shape, and I'm touching the gold. Puzzle. It's not kosher. But if if you plated it not in the place where your mouth, your mouth is touching the shape itself, and it's above it, kosher, okay, no problem. What if you, made, you plated the inside of the shape with gold? And it's possible, because I'm not blowing with the shafer, I'm blowing with the gold. Even even when you plate it on the outside, if as a result of you plating it with gold, it affects and changes the sound of the shafer, possible. And if not, it's kosher. 
even if it changes it for the better. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was an upgrade. It's a much better sound. No, it's like a musical instrument. No, it has to be the sound of the shofar. Then the rise continues. Not some shofar, but take shofar. If I put one shofar and the other shofar, a, a small shofar inside of a big shofar. If I hear the inside shofar, let's say the inside was longer from the outside shofar, and I blew on the inside, and it comes out of the inside. So no problem, yatsa. But if if I hear the voice coming out of the outer shofar, I, I blow inside the inner shofar, but the voice comes out of the outer shofar because the inside is smaller than that. I didn't feel my obligation because it's not this shofar that I blew. It's a different sound. Okay, then he says, the Gemara explains. And then the Gemara brings another price. If he scraped the shafer, whether he scraped the outside, the inside, kosher. Even if he scraped it until there's only one little thin layer, the thin layer. The whole shafer now is one little thin layer. Kosher. In the shafer, with the shafer, if you put one shafer in the other shafer, im kelpnimi shama yatsef, you hear the inner shafer, yatsef, full obligation, kachitsen shama yatsef, you hear the outer, you do not fulfill your obligation. Hafre, the takabeli yatsef, what if he turned the shafer upside down? What do you mean? Amrapapa, loy teima, the hafre kikituna. He doesn't mean like you like a shirt that you turn inside out. Hafri means inside out. He put the out, inside outside mm-hmm. and the outside inside. Meaning he polished the end of the chauffeur in a small way, at the beginning of the chauffeur with a big opening. No, it's not he that he he, he he turned the chauffeur. I guess he melted it down and and, and no, made the. Because the chauffeur, where the sound goes out, is a bigger one. Where, the, where you blow in is smaller. So he's talking, I think, the opposite. It means if the opening is bigger and the out no, is smaller. No, that's what he's saying. He's saying, don't think that he means. If you completely turned it around, that the inside now becomes the outside and the outside becomes the inside. Like, like you, you melted it and you turned the whole thing around. Right. The inside now becomes the outside and the outside becomes the inside. Yeah. Like Only then is it not kosher. He says, no, even what you're saying, even in the case of what, what, what Richard just said, Ella, even he took the wide part and made it uh, made it uh, short and you can blow from there and he took this, this short part where you can blow from and he made it open wide open it's also not kosher how much more so if you completely turn it around like, like, like I, I turn my undershirt around my shirt up inside out outside in surely it's not kosher no you can melt it melt it down and, uh, oh yeah my time uh, what's the reason why not who cares? Why should it be possible? What do I care? It says, when you blow Shafer and Yom Kippur, it says, you can learn the Shafer has to be the way it was when it was alive. You have to use the Shafer as is. Like the way the, the ram carries the horn while it's alive. How does it grow? 
first it grows, first it grows the narrow part, and then it expands. And as it goes up, it expands. No, just the opposite. No, first you have the, the narrow part. And then as it grows, the narrow part grows higher and higher. Expands. And, and the, the part that's connected to the head expands. Oh, really? Yeah. The first what comes yeah, out, when it starts it growing, first what comes out is the smallest small. part. And that stays no. small? And then as, as it grows, it gets further, for that part, it gets further and further from yeah, the head. Sharp, yeah, there's a small part. The narrow part is all the way on top. Right. The and the big part is in the head. It grows and expands. Not natural. So just like the shayfer moves and grows from the narrow to the to the wide part, so too the sound of the blast also has to go from the narrow part of the shayfer to the wide part of the shayfer. You have to blow in the narrow and it has to go through the wide part. Just like the way it grows, it grows from the narrow to the wide part. So too, the sound of the shepherd also has to go from the narrow to the wide part. That's why if you, if you turn it, if you change it, it's not kosher. We learn now Mishnah, Dibrik, Shefer, the shepherd is possible. If you, if, if you take pieces of the shepherd and you put it, you glue it together, it's, it's not kosher. Tanar Abandon, Heisif Allah, what if you add to the shepherd? You have a perfectly kosher shepherd, I add to it. I want to extend it, mm-hmm. even a little. Bain whether it's from the exact same, you take another piece of ram's horn and you add it, or from a different type of horn, mm-hmm. it's an invalid. Even according to some, even if the first shayfer before you added to it had the shear of a shayfer, but now they add it to it, it becomes considered like two shafers. And Taylor says he could only blow one shafer, not two shafers. Mm-hmm. Then he says, Nikiv, stomach, what if it had a hole and you, you, you plug the hole, seal the hole? Mm-hmm. Whether you seal it with the same material of the shafer mm-hmm. or whether another material, it doesn't matter, it's possible. No. Nasan argues. And it doesn't stop the sound of the shayfar kosher. And if then it's possible. Then the Gemara says, We learn the Braise according to Ram Nasan, Bimine kosher. Amar Abiyechanan, Vushinishtaye, Rubishal shayfar. If only, if the hole was only in the small part of the shayfer. It wasn't the whole shayfer that had a hole in it. A tiny hole. Most mm-hmm. of the shayfer remained intact. Mm-hmm. Then if you plug the hole with the same material of the shayfer, then the shayfer is kosher. Miklal, from the words of Rabbi Yechner, we can derive that the shleifer, the, if, if you plug it with a, a material that's not the same material of the shleifer, even if it only had a small hole, the majority of the shleifer remained intact, it's, it's invalid. It's only in the case where you plugged it, according to Rab, according to Rab Nassim, only in the case where you plugged it with the same, same material of the shleifer, yeah. it's kosher, even though it's the majority of the shayfar doesn't have a hole in it, just a little hole. Yeah. 
But if you plug it with, with other material, yeah. even if the majority of the shefer is whole, you just have a small hole in it, it's not kosher. Others learn Rabbi Yechanan's qualifications on the end of the rise. Rabbi Yechanan says that if you plug it using material, not the same material as the shefer, it's not a kosher puzzle. That's only if the majority of the shafer had a hole in it. Then if you stuff it, if you plug it with, if you seal it with a different material, then it's possible. From this we learn, if it's the same material, if, you, if you're plugging it and sealing it with the same material of the shafer, even if the majority is, has a hole, majority of the shafer has a huge hole in it, if you stuff it and plug it with the same material yeah. of the shafer, it's kosher. Yeah. The bright continues. If you covered the, if you plated the inside of the shafer with gold, and the outside, it depends. If, as a result of the gold, it, it changes the sound of the shafer, if it doesn't change, kosher. Hmm. Another din he says, Nistak li if the shafer is split in the length, it's possible. But if Nistak li if it's split in the width, that depends. Im If, let's say, you consider where the hole, where the split is, as if there's no longer any shafer there. But if underneath it, Below that, you have enough of an amount of a shafer that's necessary, then it's no problem. Kosher. So consider it as if it's chopped off, as if the top part is gone. I still have a kosher shafer, no problem. Imlav, if not, if, if you remove the part that's split, I'm not left with a kosher shafer. Imlav, possible. How much is a shear? How much shafer do you need to have? What's the minimum requirement of the. To, to blow a shofar. Pidush of Shem will explain. You have to be able to hold it in your hand. And I see a shofar sticking out on this end, so I can blow, and a shofar sticking out on that end. It could be a tiny shofar. Hmm. But if it's so tiny that if I put my hands around it, I can't see it, mm-hmm. it's not a kosher shofar. I have to be able, something has to protrude outside my hand, something has to protrude on this side. And then, if you have a big shofar and you have a split, what do I care? If, if, if you can look at it as if the part that's split, as if it's cut off and there's no longer any shafer, if the shafer that remains is big enough to meet this shear, the way the will describe, enough room to hold my hands, to grab my hands in it, and to blow, and it stick out, and I can see it, and I blow it, and there's a stick out on the other end, then it's the kosher. Part, the second part would not be... There's another din, there's doesn't matter if the sound of the shofar is very refined, very high pitched. It's a very uh, a bass, a bass sound, very right, very thick sound. Oi, like someone who has a horse, very horse. Shofar is not a beautiful instrument. Shofar is the most primitive. It doesn't matter what sound. When you're crying, who cares how you cry? It's a, it's a refined cry. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you're crying. Cry. Yeah, you're crying. What difference does it make? Hmm. Okay. 
they sent to the father of Shmuel, the rabbi sent to the father of Shmuel a question. What if he made a hole in the shofar? The, the inside of the shofar is made of of mark, of like a soft tissue. It's not one big bone. We learned the big bone is not a kosher shofar. The shofar has like a, a soft tissue inside that could be hollowed out. It's called a shofar, like a tube. But what if you didn't remove it, you just made a hole through it? So you fulfill your obligation. You must have pshita. Why? Obviously, why not? All the shafers, you make a hole and you remove. It's all stuffed inside. All shafers are stuffed inside. You have, to, you have to hollow it out. So if I make a hole and I, have a, I can make a sound, well, why, why, obviously it's kosher. Why would I think otherwise? Ravashi says, we're talking about He doesn't mean he made a, I'm sorry, first thing, mother thought he meant he made a hole in the bottom so he should be able to blow through. Obviously, every shofar you make a hole. He's talking about he made a hole in this mark, in this like soft tissue that's he inside. Out, right. he, ho- he didn't hollow it out totally. He just made a hole in it. So right. all shofars are solid inside, and then you have to, you have to work it out. It's not solid like bones. It's not solid like bones. Like a soft. It's a soft tissue. Yeah, but you have to you hollow it out. Yeah, of course. So you have to. Yes. Any event, so he like says, that. but he didn't hollow it. Out. He just made a hole. Just a hole in the in this in the soft Marine. tissue. So ma. Yeah, yeah, like bone marrow. So Malatim, I would think, that it's a chatzita, it acts as interference. That mimbimina is chaitzit, that the, 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 like this marrow interferes between the sound of the shaifer and the shaifer. So Kamash will know that it's not an interference, since it's, it's from the shaifer. This is the material that, uh, that's in the shofar. So even if it remains there, it's not an interference. As long as I have a hole, the sound can blow out. It's kosher. You learn now Mishnah. If you hear the sound of shofar, you feel the obligation. Only those who are outside the pit. The one who's blowing shofar is in the pit or in the barrel and you're outside. Then you're hearing the sound of the echo. Those who are inside the pit together with the blower, what's the problem? They're not hearing the echo, they're hearing the sound itself. How could the Braise say Yotza? Our mission says you don't feel the obligation. The only way to explain this contradiction is like Ravuna. The Braise is talking about if you're together in the pit with the blower, then you fulfill your obligation. It's approved. Others learned this that was by way of a question. started out with a question. We threw one brice and the other, one mission and the brice, and now we learn that it's difficult because what time you learn the brice is the exact opposite. So you can't hear the echo of it, it has to be the actual show. Exactly. To be continued. Everyone have a wonderful time.